We all want to be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Hey friend, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're here. I'm on my 12th episode of the show, which is awesome. And that means I've collected 12 action steps from my guests. And what I did was I put them together in a nice little easy access checklist for you for free as a gift to thank you for being an awesome listener of my show. So whether this is your first time tuning in or you've been with me since the beginning, I just want to make it easy for you to take these daily actions and make them a part of your lifestyle. Uh, Remember, happiness is not a destination. It's a journey and these action steps will get you there if you do them consistently. So head on over to BrittanyKing.com backslash podcast, and you can download your checklist there. Um, and it's B-R-I-T-T-N-Y-K-I-N-G.com backslash podcast. No, that's not a typo. My mom just wanted to make my life difficult when she put my name on my birth certificate. Anyway, today's show, I am so humbled that I had the opportunity to sit down with Leslie Silverglide, who is the founder and CEO of Mixed, which is a fast, casual, healthy restaurant. Now, not like every restaurant claims that, oh, it's healthy and it's fast. It's like, no, this is the real freaking deal. The ingredients are locally sourced. You walk in and the space is beautiful, but the food. It's all displayed. It looks like a rainbow. It makes my stomach so happy. It is just, I mean, it just feels good when you walk in there and you can just tell how much thought goes into creating these dishes. A lot of them are seasonal. It's all the freshest ingredients, like I said. And I just, I don't know. I don't know why I hadn't heard about this restaurant before because there's 18 locations. I started in San Francisco, so I guess I just don't go to San Francisco enough. But wow, I am so glad it opened up in Scottsdale because I'm going to be going there at least once a week because it's just nice to have an easy option. And again, so humbled that I got to sit down with Leslie. I kind of went fangirl on her because I get so inspired by people that are making change in this world. And she is doing exactly that. She's incredible. She's an eco entrepreneur, uh, a sustainability queen. I learned so much from her in such a short period of time. And it was such a pleasure to chat with her. She co-founded Wello, which is a online fitness platform that was acquired by Weight Watchers. She was also the vice president of Weight Watchers. I mean, this woman, I just cannot believe what she's accomplished. She is a go-getter and a change maker. I mean, she has created the industry standard for sustainability in restaurants. How cool is that? Talking to her, I was like, I am going to make these little changes so I can lessen my footprint in this world. And it was just a part of that conversation that really sparked that uh, perspective for me. Also, Mix is a B Corp, which is a for-profit that's dedicated to doing good in the world. And you can just tell they do just that. They care about their customers. They care about their employees. They care about the environment. They just care and it shows. Anyway, 
As you can tell, I'm very excited and enthusiastic about this episode. So without further ado, let's get into this convo mixed with Leslie Silverglide. Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King. I'm here with a very special episode. I'm not in my little cute recording studio. I'm actually here at Mixed, which is a brand new delicious salad and other other goods, but I, I'm associated with salads right now, place that is opening in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I'm so grateful to be sitting here with the CEO and co-founder of Mixed. Is the official title Mixed Salad or is it just Mixed? Just Mixed. Okay, it's just Mixed. Did yep. it start as Mixed Salad? No, it actually started as Mixed Greens. Oh, Mixed Greens. Yeah. Okay. So, um, okay. There's a whole story. There's a whole story. Good. (laughs) Then we'll get into that. Uh, Leslie, thank you so much for your time. I'm so grateful to sit down with you. As I was telling you before we started recording, you are a pioneer in the health and wellness world. And I'm just grateful that I get to chat with someone that's like-minded, that's been on this mission for a long time before I even like consider doing health or wellness. So Mm -hmm. it's just an honor to get a chance to chat with you. So welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. So I, like I said, I was living under a rock. I have no idea how this was not on my radar. I guess I have to get to San Francisco more often because this is so up my alley. I was looking at the menu and my mouth was watering. I sent it to my husband and I was like, (laughs) we're going. And he was so excited because we're always looking for healthy options that are faster. It's like we have a very active lifestyle and we like to just like, get in and out and also we don't want to sacrifice our health if we don't have time to make the food at home and everything that I was looking at on the menu is stuff that we would make at home so it made me really excited because this is what this this town needs is like more options like this that make it accessible to everyone so this is really exciting for me as you can tell I'm geeking out and that's just how that's how I roll so I want to give an opportunity for you to introduce yourself to my listeners and kind of give a brief summary of who you are, what you're about, and how this place came to be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I am thrilled to be at our new location here in Scottsdale, which um, is unbelievable for me because my dad actually lives in Scottsdale and has for 20 plus years. So I've been coming here since I was a kid. And um, so it kind of feels like a second home to me. So to be able to open a restaurant here is pretty awesome. So we started Mixed in San Francisco in 2005. And so if you go back in time, it's hard to believe, but everyone told us we were nuts when we wanted to start Mixed because everyone said, no one will eat salad as a meal. A salad is just a side. What are you thinking? And people don't really care about eating greens and being plant-based and um, all those things. And you won't have enough customers. And we opened our doors in downtown San Francisco in 2006 and proved everybody wrong. There was just this kind of wildfire moment where all of a sudden people said, yes, you know, this is what I want. I want something healthy. I want something fast. I want something high quality. But first and foremost, I really want it to taste good. And so that was our goal, is to really bring better eating to everyone. And so we do that by having really approachable, fresh, high-quality meals that you can enjoy with us in our locations or on the go, whatever you want. 
I love that. And it's so true. It's just making it accessible to everybody because it really is something that people can start eating healthy. It's just having the access to it. So I was kind of digging into your story a little bit. And I love that this idea happened after a powder day. <laughs> uh, that makes my heart smile because I love skiing. And I, my husband and I always say, like, we're just better people in the mountains. Mm -hmm. Like Every time we're in the mountains, we just like feel a lot of clarity and freshness. So what do you think that that day had to do with creating this this space yeah so it's it's pretty interesting because this was really a partnership with my husband and he had just finished his MBA so his master's in business and I at the same time had been doing a master's in biodiversity conservation and management which is a lot. <laughs> so basically environmental science. Okay. <laughs> and through that, we realized that we wanted to start um, a fully environmentally responsible business together that was around health and wellness. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was just, we were talking about the fact that we were just very frustrated that we wanted a really good, hearty, healthy meal after this great day that we had had. And we were talking about places that we could go and we're like, no, that's not right. And that's not right either. And we just all of a sudden hit on like, what if we could get like this big, delicious, almost uh, salad where you took a fine dining meal and deconstructed it and now put it with all these greens, um, but with all these tasty things in it. What if we could eat that? And we're like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I want. And um, we both were kind of like, well, that's a really interesting idea. We should do that. <laughs> and so the next day, I started standing outside restaurants in San Francisco, counting how many people went in and kind of demographic breakdown to try to understand what people are eating and um, what this would look like as a business. And before we knew it, we were kind of swept away in a, in a big tsunami wave. And <laughs> here we are 15 years later. Wow. Yeah. So how soon after you had the idea to you making it happen? So it took about a year from the idea to actually opening the doors, the first one. Mm -hmm. So it takes much longer to build a restaurant. Right. You know, I always wanted to like snap my fingers and be like, why can't we do this right. tomorrow? Um, but it actually takes a lot of time to negotiate a lease and find the right. right location and get everything ready to actually open. And since the first one, we didn't know what we were doing and uh, we were doing it on a shoestring budget. We did most of the construction ourselves and just kind of opened our doors, hoping and praying someone would show up. Wow. So, I mean, a year from idea to open is a year. That's, that's pretty remarkable because a lot of people sit on an idea for a very long time mm -hmm. and there's a sense of fear of something, you know, fear of failure. Mm -hmm. So what mindset did you have that you were just like, I have this idea and we're going to implement it and make it happen? And did you have other business before you came up with this idea or was this your first one? We had other ideas that we had talked about. So the first one was really, and what we had moved to California to start was kind of think of your green Home Depot. So we wanted to be your one-stop shop for any environmentally preferable building material. And mm -hmm. So we were very excited about this idea because if you look at how resources are used and where there's an incredible amount of waste, it's in construction. And so we thought there was a lot that you could do there. But we very quickly realized that two basically early 20s, mid 20s people <laughs> with no construction background <laughs> going into an incredibly capital intensive business might not work. And so um, we needed to think of something else. And so it was just 
it felt right when we had this idea. And yeah. so we didn't hesitate at all when we said, okay, I'm pretty methodical and analytical in just my approach. And so I was like, okay, I love this, but let's see if other people will love this. So I'll start, started surveying my friends and started surveying, you know, everyone we knew mm -hmm. and, um, spending time doing the research and hitting the streets and really understanding what, um, opening a restaurant would look like. And, and so once we were doing that, it was just, there was no turning back because we kind of kept getting validation along the mm -hmm. way that we should do this. And honestly, we had, we had nothing to lose. Right. So that's awesome. And it's like that little nudge. It's like, okay, like the validations mm -hmm. like keep going forward. Mm -hmm. What did you have any big roadblocks that kind of came up along that journey from idea to opening? Yes. I mean, the first major one was once we started looking for a location and I didn't realize that when you look to sign a lease, especially for we were looking at downtown San Francisco. And so you're you're signing in these massive office buildings is a incredibly expensive endeavor and um, you everybody wants a proven operator and so everyone said no um, to uh, to us and so we kept say, kept going and we finally where our first location is we met with the property owner and he really just loved the concept and he was like I really believe in this I think this is awesome I believe in you guys and so yeah I'm gonna take a flyer on you and so he's really the one that um, helped change the trajectory for us. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit more about the sustainability piece. So this has kind of been your constant, right, throughout your schooling and business. And so tell me, like, go back to the beginning and how you kind of fell in love with sustainability, the environment. Yeah, so it was, my mom has this picture of me when I think I'm about nine or 10, I'm laying there in bed and I'm reading a book that says, you know, how to save the planet. And I think, you know, she, it was very early on. It was just, I was very motivated by it and very into thinking about the broader picture and our earth and how we need to respect it. And so I've always just been into it. And so I started the students of environmental action in my high school and um, have just really been a passion of mine. And in college, I studied um, geography and environmental engineering. And so it was clearly a path for me and I just didn't know how I fit in. Yeah. And then it was through my master's, I realized I was not meant to be an on the ground conservationist, but that if I could apply my knowledge to business, um, it would be really interesting. And especially this is going back in time to 2004 um, when if you talked about being something something being environmentally sustainable it usually meant that you were sacrificing something mm -hmm. so either quality or it was super expensive and so I just wanted to prove that you could have an incredibly good business that served a kick-ass product that um, just happened to be environmentally responsible as well awesome so how does that tie into mixed so with mixed we saw that there was this really awesome opportunity where there, especially from a quick service, fast casual perspective, no one was really thinking of their environmental footprint. That you had fine dining restaurants like Alice Waters who had been leading the charge um, for decades, but it hadn't filtered through. And so kind of at the time, Chipotle was your best in class and talking about where they were sourcing some of their products, but you didn't have restaurants really looking and saying, 
let me look at my whole entire footprint. So that's the approach we took. And mm -hmm. so we said, first and foremost, we're going to have green built spaces. So we're going to follow lead protocols. We're going to make sure we're doing everything we can for resource conservation in terms of energy efficiency, water conservation. Um, we're going to be very mindful about where we're sourcing our ingredients, how they're produced, how far they travel. And um, then lastly, we're just going to make sure that we divert as much waste from landfill as possible. And so um, that was always very core to who we are. Awesome. And what's interesting is that where things that we did that were completely novel have just become best practice and been, you know, mm -hmm. adopted by most restaurants, which is awesome. Yeah. So you're like leading the way because it's definitely still like on the up and up. It's becoming it's becoming the norm. Yeah. So give me some examples, you know, someone that might be listening that wants to do something within sustainability and making you know our planet better. Mm -hmm. What's something that we could do today that would help them? Yeah. I mean, I think th the biggest thing that I always think about is just resource consumption in general, mm. um, which isn't the sexiest thing. <laughs> but it all matters. It all counts. It does. And um, yeah, I mean, talk about geeking out, like you can go deep, but you can also just do little things. And mm -hmm. like, you know, it starts with brushing your teeth. Like, oh, did I leave the water running? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I don't probably need to leave the water running. Or mm -hmm. am I, you know, sitting there checking my phone while the water's running for the shower you know mm. I don't need to do that mm -hmm. um, and just those little things about being a little bit more thoughtful um, you know I often think like even when I'm in buildings I was like oh I'll just take the stairs mm. I'm not going to use the elevator mm -hmm. um, I'm going to walk yeah I'll walk all over mm -hmm. the place just mm -hmm. so you know it's like oh I want to get exercise. It's good for the head it's good to be outside I'm going to do that rather than hopping in an Uber mm -hmm. And so I think just finding those little things that you can change and then they just become habits. Right. And I think if you try to like switch out your whole life at once and say like, okay, I'm going to put solar power on my, <laughs> on my house and, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to uh, remove all non-native landscaping, you know, like those, those are big things that mm -hmm. you can get to, but you need to start with the little steps. Right. Yeah. I always say a little by little becomes a lot. So mm -hmm. it's like those little things and they in the moment may not be like, oh yeah, if I turn off my water, like I'm not going to make a difference. But over time it really does. Yeah. So I love that. Those are great little, little tactics. And certainly how you eat has a tremendous mm -hmm. impact in those decisions that you make. And so I personally believe in eating mostly plants. Mm -hmm. Um, I understand, I am indulgent like the rest of us and love all things food. Um, and, but I, I believe that with, it has to be within moderation. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about that with like food and sustainability. Like what, what's the correlation with the two? Yeah. So certainly how our food is produced and where it comes from has huge consequences on our planet. And so I ultimately built a restaurant <laughs> that gives people the ability to eat really healthfully with um, a plethora of ingredients. We have over a hundred ingredients that you can pick from oh. um, that all come into our restaurants fresh, prepared in-house using real ingredients. And so the one of the biggest things that I believe in is really limiting how much processed food you eat. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, eating real food in 
their natural state, I believe, is amazing and delicious. And so that's what we try to do is get everybody turned on to that mm-hmm. by um, showing that, you know, healthy doesn't have to mean that it's going to taste bad. Oh. I love that. You're <laughs> speaking to my soul. <laughs> I always say, because I eat mostly plant-based, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh, are you a vegetarian? I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't really identify with, like, one eating fat or trend, but I'm yeah. like a whole food-tarian. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like to eat whole food, and yeah. that's with my clients. When I start working with them, I like to see, like, okay, like, how are you feeling? What are you eating? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, it's a lot of processed stuff. Yep. And I know through my own wellness journey, when I was in my lowest point, the food on my plate was a direct reflection of how I felt about myself and Mm -hmm. which was not great. Like I really struggled with confidence and self-esteem and self-love and all those things. But once I switched that, I actually started by doing whole 30 Mm -hmm. and that was kind of the tipping point that I was like, Whoa, this (laughs) weird. I'm eating all this clean food and I feel really good about myself. What do you know? And it was this like aha moment. Mm -hmm. And it was the beginning of my journey for sure. Like I definitely had a lot more work to do, but that was kind of the moment. And I like, it was so, it's so clear in my mind of how I, I felt, uh, that it allowed me to go down this path of becoming a coach and helping other people realize that. And, you know, the sustainability side too, like it does leave a footprint based off of like if you're eating processed foods or not. So that's not even something that I think about. It's just like, I think about eating whole foods because it makes you feel good. And I want to kind of debunk some of the myths around eating healthy food because Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, I have some clients that have a big aversion to the color green. They're like, I'm not eating green food. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, let's figure out why. (laughs) I know when I was younger, I like hated spinach and broccoli, but it's because my mom was like, you need to eat it. So I like kind of felt like a rebel. But now what you said about what you were craving after the day on the mountain. Like that is what I crave all the time. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I just want a big bowl of veggies and green and all of the things. Uh, So how would someone that is like, I don't like vegetables, eating healthy is boring. Mm -hmm. What is something that they can start doing to make it taste better for them or switch it in their mind? Well, one of the things we love to do is we make a lot of salads with bacon. So <laughs> a lot of people love bacon. Mm-hmm, and we true. find it's a really good gateway to healthy eating. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds so ironic. Well, it's funny because, yeah, and, and Whole30, like, bake, you could have bacon, mm-hmm. you know. So, <laughs> um, But, you know, I think what we try to do is look and say people that this is you know an extremely different form of eating than they're used to like let's let's take them gradually on this journey and like make it something approachable and so just a funny thing like having bacon available and having it in salads people are like oh I can eat it I'll eat a salad if it has bacon on it (laughs) (laughs) totally absolutely yeah it's like kind of taking one piece of what someone knows and then incorporating it into like this just new way of being yeah because it really is it's a lifestyle and Mm -hmm. it really is a lifestyle that makes you feel good and that's the ultimate goal like most of us do things to feel good yeah but then a lot of times we have to give something else up in order to feel our best yeah and a lot of times it does start with food yeah and food is emotional I mean for women especially like I know that I when I'm overwhelmed like even if it's healthy I could like I could just eat a whole like avocado and so I like I could just go ham on (laughs) all the healthy fats but still like it's an emotional thing so being able to find the things that make you feel good along the way I think is so important so where is where's the food source from for the Scottsdale location 
Well, um, we luckily we have restaurants in Los Angeles as well, and oh. so we are able to share a lot of the same producers, mm-hmm. um, given that they're pretty geographically close. Yeah, and um, so the food it depends. A lot of our veggies um, are grown here in Arizona in the mm-hmm. winter, mm-hmm. and then it will shift up to California in the summer, and so that's where a lot of the greens and vegetables come from. Um, and then you know w- when you have over 100 ingredients. We don't use one big broadliner that comes and distributes to us. We use um, a bunch of handful of local mm-hmm. um, regionally based distributors. And so that way we're able to get the freshest quality. Mm-hmm. It's traveling a smaller distance. And also um, it's not it's coming here every morning. It's not com- it's not just a lot of restaurants get their deliveries once a week, mm-hmm. which is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and so we really focus on everything being able to be delivered daily in-house. Awesome. So then what about the like the seasonal aspect of it? Mm-hmm. Because you can't have the same food year-round. Well, you yep. could, but it wouldn't be like the cleanest, right? Yep. Like, so how does that play into the menu? And who decides the menu? Like, are, Do you still have a hand in deciding what uh, the, the meals are? Or do you have a team for that? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a really fun part of my job is getting to do menu tasting. Yeah. Um, so we do. We cha- From the beginning, we've always changed our menu seasonally. We, we believe in seasonal eating, eating things when they're at their best. And um, also just the diversity for your body, it's, it's really important. And so we work very hard to bring fun things on the menu every three months. Uh-huh. And so we have um, a director of culinary who is our mixed chef who creates most of the food. But there's um, a group of us that we do all the testing and tasting uh. and make recommendations and that's what ultimately ends up on the menu but it, it's really fun that's awesome yeah. are, are you hiring for tasters <laughs> always sign me up <laughs> i love that that's awesome so yeah what is so that's one of the best parts of the job what else do you love about about mixed i love our team members and so even i walking in here today um one of the cashiers i looked at her i'm like hey and she actually works in um one of our los angeles locations and she's here to help train the team and i was like yes it's so good to see you she's "Ah, it's great i'm here training i love it but um we just have incredible team members that that's really been one of the most amazing learning experiences for me is that starting the business i was so focused on the concept and bringing healthy delicious, sustainable food to people that I didn't really think about the how important having employees was going to be to me. And the day we hired our first team, and I all of a sudden looked and said, okay, these 15 people's livelihood is dependent on me. It completely shifted how I thought about my job and my role and what I wanted to do. And so um, that's always been my focus is our team members and making sure that they get to uh, do work that they love and that they're in a place where they're taken care of. Um, and so that's, that's a real, real passion of mine. That's awesome. Well, it's your why is so clear. And when you have your team on board with that, it makes it such a great place to work for because everyone is doing it for the same reason and it's clear that your why comes first so mm-hmm. that's really awesome and creating that culture do you have any team members that have been with you since the beginning 
So actually, the first person we ever hired is still with us. Really? Yes. That's so, awesome. Um, at one of our San Francisco restaurants, um, there's a gentleman who we hired to be our first dishwasher, and he's been with us the entire time. Wow. And so he's now a food runner. He's moved up, um, but he refuses to go any further. We've wanted him to become go on to the manager uh, learning track, and he loves his job. He loves where he is and is very happy, and so he, he's still there. That is amazing. Yeah. Wow. So what would you say, like, food has to do with people's overall happiness and mood? Oh, I mean, I think it's everything. I think I always reflect upon myself, and as much as I love to eat a hamburger, if I eat a hamburger for lunch, I just, I, I feel lethargic and kind of weighed down and not good for the rest of the day. And um, I think that's the biggest learning for me is that something might taste really good going in but then you know how do you feel half an hour later Mm -hmm. and um, I think that's what's most important is that when you're when you don't eat heavy foods and lots of carbohydrates you just you have a lot more energy you're not sitting there feeling like you need to take a nap Um, and then you you also don't have the the kind of crash in your blood sugar and Mm so um, I find that eating mixed every day, which I do (laughs) admittedly, (laughs) allows me to just continue to focus and not get that sense where you just want to curl up and take a nap. Totally. And so what about environment and sustainability? What does that have to do with people's overall happiness and, and mood in general? I think that's personal to everybody. I think that, you know, there's there are certainly a lot of people who have integrated sustainability and, and kind of putting an environmental lens on how they live their life. Mm-hmm. And there's others that don't, right? And I think that a lot of it comes down to understanding and education and, and realizing that, yes, we have this one planet and we can't continue just of taking everything we want and assuming that Mm -hmm. it's going to rejuvenate Mm -hmm. Um, and I think if you have a perspective and you look and say okay what's the what's going to happen to the next generation and the generation Mm -hmm. after that what are we going to leave them with at some point like it just it hits you at your core Mm -hmm. where you realize that you can make adjustments and those adjustments actually make you feel good just like Mm -hmm. um, making good choices with what you eat and so I think that for me personally, I have two kids and I want to be uh, hopefully a good example for them and how they can be more conscious in the way that they live. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So two questions. First, are you worried about the future of our planet at all, like being in this world? Yes. Yeah, I am worried. I mean, you can't you can't look at the reports um, that are coming out um, uh, about climate change and turn a blind eye. Mm-hmm. It's we're seeing greater change than we've ever seen. Um, and I mean, it's in San Francisco. It didn't rain once in February, and that's the first time that's ever happened since they started recording the weather 150 years ago. Um, and so, you know, it's it, you can see it directly, but um, you know that these are going to ratchet up mm-hmm. to larger consequences. Mm-hmm. And so we need to make more drastic actions mm-hmm. to hopefully change the trajectory we're on. Absolutely. 
Uh, so we kind of touched on some little tactical things, but what is an action like step that we could leave my listeners with that kind of that will help be a part of the solution mm-hmm. and not the problem? Yeah. Um, a lot of it comes down to your purchasing decisions. And so, you know, whether or not it's your car or your house or how you get to work, um, they all have environmental impact. And so, um, it's just about being thoughtful when you're making those decisions and realizing that there's probably a a better one that you can make, Mm -hmm. um, and making it. And so, you know, I think it's, looking in the grocery store and looking at what you're purchasing, um, to, you know, when you're going out to eat and what you're doing. And even, um, we're one of the few fast casual restaurants that has, um, can, or has dinnerware mm. for, so you can eat in and it's not all takeaway, mm. throwaway packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, so just thinking about those little tweaks when you're out mm-hmm. making your decisions. Absolutely. So it's just bringing mindfulness to it. Mm-hmm. Just like taking a step back, zooming out and being like, how, what choice could I make that will have less of a footprint yep. and have a bigger impact or positive impact on our world? I love that. That's yep. definitely something that can be done today. <laughs> I think about that too, like the neighborhood that I live in. Now that I have a dog, we walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I walk to client meetings and it, of course, cuts down the time because yeah sure I can drive really fast Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day that adds up so I've definitely taken a step back and just like okay what difference can I make so we'll walk to go get coffee Mm -hmm. instead of it's a 20 minute walk instead of a four minute drive Mm -hmm. but it's kind of nice because it allows me to slow down a little bit and just appreciate being outside yep so I love that Uh, my last question is what are you most excited about I guess it's two questions what are you most excited about and what, what inspires you the most? Because you have, you have this very successful business. You've had a handful of other successful business. So there's some sort of inspiration that like keeps you going. And I want to know what that is, <laughs> uh, but also what you're looking forward to and what you're excited about right now. Yeah. I think I love just seeing things that I think people will like and then hopefully being able to bring them to them. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I am super passionate about. And so Mixed has always been an evolution and we're always testing, experimenting, trying new things. Um, something sticks, some things don't. And I never look at it as failure. It's always just learning. Um, and so that's, that's the way I, that's how I get really excited and always looking and saying like, what, what can we do differently? What, where people don't even realize they want, they are, but they want to be there. Um, and so that's, that's what I focus on. Um, in terms of things that I'm really excited about, I'm really excited about how passionate people are about what they're eating. We've seen such a huge shift in 15 years and that people are so much more educated and really understanding, how food matters and how it impacts their bodies. And in, in, in terms of, I'm a real believer in food as health. And so I think that looking kind of bigger picture to large scale health issues that are certainly plaguing our country and the, the world, um, I think that there's so much that we can do on the food front and seeing people really embracing that and excited about it and caring, um, I'm really optimistic about. Awesome. So great. I love that. I 
say it all the time. Like there's no such thing as failure. It's just learning. It's just feedback. And mm -hmm. I love that you said that because mm -hmm. I do think that's what makes business successful is kind of seeking out failure. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, that didn't work. Okay, let me try this instead and pivot. So I yeah. love that. That's awesome. So where where can people find you? I know we talked about this location is at Scottsdale Quarter, yeah. but they want to know more information about you and Mixed. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can, we're headquartered in San Francisco. And so we have restaurants in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Dallas, and now uh, in Arizona, which is awesome. Um, but you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I do not have an Instagram presence at all. <laughs> Snaps to you. So <laughs> Nor good. do I on Twitter. So don't look at me there. <laughs> so great. Old fashioned. Good. Hit me up over email. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, we have a little bit of more time, so I, I want to know the story with um, mixed salad and mixed greens. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when we first started, we, um, first of all, we came up with the name Mixed, M-I-X-T, um, because we were, we wanted a really good name and mixed greens, obviously like nothing says salad more than that. Uh, and the domain mixed greens was taken by an art store. And so we, I, I'm a big nerd and love Scrabble. And so I had my Scrabble dictionary on hand and I flipped it open to mixed and M I X E D and M I X T was right there as another way to spell it. And I was like, Oh, perfect and um so we launched we were mixed greens and we were the first salad only restaurant um there was actually i shouldn't say we were the first because chopped in new york did exist oh. at the time too um but you know it, that there wasn't anybody else and then all these other places started opening with the name greens in them and so we we're like you know what we're the og salad shop original greens we're dropping it yeah we're just mixed love it and so uh we made that change about four years ago okay cool yeah i love that well thank you so much for your time this was awesome i feel like this is just the top of the iceberg there's so much more to learn from you <laughs> but i just want again thank you for your expertise and creating something like this and making it accessible to everyone and i'm so excited for it to be here so thank oh you. well thank you thank you so much for the opportunity yeah. and thank you everyone for caring and listening to yeah. this awesome podcast yeah. thank you all right all right all right that was so fun could you tell I was out of my comfort zone? Quite literally out of my comfort zone because we were sitting on the patio outside at Mixed. You could hear the cars driving by. It was awesome. I am still humbled by the fact that I got to chat with Leslie. She is a change maker and wow, I have so much to learn from her. But even that action step of about our purchasing decisions, after our conversation, I was so much more aware of the choices that I've been making day to day. I turn on the water to take a shower and then I put away some laundry, I fiddle with my phone, and since that conversation, I have been really aware of how much water I'm using and I'm really just trying to make better choices. Uh, thinking about the environmental impact, especially right now, it is very nice outside. So any chance I can get, I'm going to walk uh, if it's close enough because A, it's exercise and B, it's better for the environment. So how about you? I want to know what you got out of this episode, if you're going to implement some of these changes and yeah, that's it. I just want to know. Let me know what you're doing out there in the world, okay? Um, okay, well, that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
Until next time, remember to love yourself, own your happiness, and let your light shine because you know you are so worthy of it, my friend. I'll catch you next time.